It was even being reinforced in the music I was listening to. Some of you may remember this line, word life, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we be. You're now listening to the No Pills Podcast, your best resource for cultivating meaningful, healthy, long-lasting, romantic relationships that bloom into strong marriages. My name is Gordon McGee, speaker and evangelist for Go Stand and Preach, and I'm sitting down with my Bible, people like yourself, and relationship professionals to discuss what are the best practices to obtain and maintain, you guessed it, love, in this modern dating marketplace. I promise you that taking a blue or red pill is not the answer. Welcome to No Pills. Welcome to No Pills. I'm Brother Gordon, G-Man, your man, God's man. So happy you chose to be here with me today. Episode number one. Episode number one. Why should you listen to this podcast? That should be the first question you're asking yourself. Why should I give this podcast any time? Well, friends, when you go to purchase a new vehicle, you receive an owner's manual from the manufacturer. And this owner's manual tells you how to operate your vehicle safely and how to also maintain your vehicle. So your romantic relationships, your romantic life is the vehicle. God is the manufacturer and the Bible is the owner's manual. So every week here at No Pills, we are going to thumb through the owner's manual for your relationships and learn how to safely operate and maintain all your romantic relationships and interest. You can't improve on God, friends. Who's this podcast for? Who's this podcast for? If you're single or married, it's for you. You want to learn how to be content in your singleness? Want to learn how to be content in your marriage? No Pills podcast is for you. If you're contemplating or desirous to get married, how do you become the right spouse? How do you find the right spouse? You need to be here. If you don't know the difference between dating and courting, come on, young people, you've come to the right place. Um, why hasn't he popped a question yet? What's wrong with this boy? You've been in a long-term monogamous relationship and you're wondering, man, what? why hasn't he asked me to marry him? Is it me? Is it him? Is it us? Is it, come on over to no pills. <laughs> um, this podcast is for anyone who hates being married. I said it. You can't stand being married. Can't stand to come home. You need to be here. You need to listen every week. <laughs> If you want to be a better spouse, you've come to the right place. If you have been cheated on before, yeah, if you've been cheated on before. If you have been the cheater, mm-hmm, you need to be here. If you are tired, if you are tired of all the blue pill, all the red pill rhetoric out there, you know what I'm talking about, all the bad advice out there, then welcome to No Pills. And I am so glad you made it here, friends. So glad. Um, let, me, let me talk to you about my relationship journey. A little bit of a testimony for me. So I grew up in a two-family household that not too long after, I don't know, I was maybe around 11 years old, it became a single-family household. 
And I know a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast, all, my, all the listeners, you can relate. I know many of you can relate to what it's like to be brought up into a single family home. <clears throat> um, my father wasn't around, so he, he wasn't there to teach me how to be a man. He wasn't there to teach me how to be the priest of my home, how to be the provider for my home. Uh, he wasn't there to teach me how to love um, my spouse. So that just left me to my mother, who was working full time, um, cousins, friends, public school, movies, music, uh, stepfather, pornography, uh, to teach me about a sexual relationship, a romantic relationship. And it was a mess, friends. It was the blind leading the blind at best. I never wanted to get married. Because I had seen my parents get divorced. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. Um, I saw other adults getting divorced as I grew up. And I said, well, man, why get married just to get divorced? That didn't make any sense. So that came off of the table for me. That was it. It was like, well, I'm not going to do that. That led to me just some um, desirous to just shack up with somebody. That was my plan. Almost happened too. almost shacked up with a person. But a nice young lady was going to shack up with her. And um, this led to girlfriends, me fornicating. Uh, fornication is sex before marriage. Adultery is sex outside of your marriage when you're married. Um, it led to me having my heart broken numerous times. Numerous times. And as you can imagine, I, I broke numerous hearts as well. Um, I, I pray not too many, but it happened. So... This idea of me shacking up and not getting married, it was even being reinforced in the music I was listening to, which is so crazy. Um, some of you may remember this line, word life, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'm going to make sure we be. Giving away my age there a little bit. But even in the music, even in the culture um, that I was a part of then, this idea of not marrying, not getting a wedding ring um, was prevalent. I finally meet this beautiful young woman, beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. Uh, we meet at college. I had finally acquired uh, a Boricua queen. Ha! Yes, I was on my way, friends. You couldn't tell me nothing. Uh, we dated for two years, and during that time, uh, God got a hold of our hearts. Praise the Lord. And, um, we both were baptized the day before we got married, and we went on to be married for almost 20 years. Now, I know what someone is thinking when they heard me say that, like, wait, married for almost 20 years? Like, did you get divorced? Are you guys not together? Like, Brother Gordon, are you you're running a relationship, hosting a relationship podcast, and you're separated? No, friends, I had the um, unfortunate, bittersweet experience to lose my wife, uh, at the, she was 37 years old, uh, to cancer, to cancer. So here I am now a widow, a young widow, and I just want to pass on my experiences for being married almost 20 years, all my ups, all my downs, all my pros, all my cons, um, all, the, all the wounds that I received, most of them self-inflicted. I just want to take that knowledge and be able to give it to you, pour into you, and have you not make the mistakes that I made, but also take my successes and be able to 10x those successes. That is my desire with this podcast. 
Let's talk about the origin of marriage. It's simple. Why do people get married? Where, where did marriage come from? Three letters, G-O-D, God. God is the origin of marriage. Over in Genesis, it says it is not good. God said it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Mm -hmm. I will make a help meet for him. Adam needed help. <laughs> Adam needed companionship. Adam needed a wife in perfection. Before there's sin, before there's a fall, God instituted marriage. Now, that first marriage ceremony was crazy. Crazy. Um, there was no wedding rings recorded, but Adam was put to sleep. And God performed surgery on him, opened his side and took out a rib and created Eve. This is what is going on. Like, What am I reading? And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. You know what happened, right? Adam sees Eve and he goes, whoa, man. Mm -hmm. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother? He won't be couch surfing. He won't be sleeping on his mama's couch, won't be under his daddy's roof. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. Not a booty call, not a girlfriend. <clears throat> you hear what I'm saying, right? Not, not, not a one night stand. He shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Male, female, one flesh. Now, you should be asking yourself, God created Adam from the dirt of the earth, right? Breathing to his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. But he chose intentionally to take a rib from the side of Adam to create this woman. Now, why did he do that, friends? There is a powerful lesson here that the modern world misses. Eve was created from the rib taken from the side of Adam, signifying that she was not to control him as the head, nor to be trampled under his feet as an inferior but to stand by his side as an equal, to be loved and protected by him, a part of man, bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. She was his second self, showing the close union and the affectionate attachment that should exist in this relation. This is why she came from the rib, not to rule over him, wasn't taken from the crown of his head, wasn't taken from a foot bone to be trampled upon, but from his side, near his heart, friends, to be loved, to be cherished. What does the Bible say? For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but he nourisheth it and he loveth it. Now, is it just me? <clears throat> or have you noticed that in this modern uh, dating marketplace, in the modern world today, that there is an intense adversarial spirit between men and women today. Have you noticed this? Like, like we're at war. Like there's the war of the sexes. Like it is, it's, it's turned up. Like I don't even understand where this animosity, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do. I know where it's coming from. 
And many of you think you know, too, you're going to say, yeah, Brother Gordon, that's that 18th century. This is that feminism that has grown and morphed into uh, modern feminism. And this is the reason this is where it all got started. Nah, beloved. Mm -mm. It's not <laughs> it's not feminism. It's Genesis 316. It says unto the woman, he said, thy desire shall be to thy husband. Translation, your desire, Eve shall be contrary to your husband. So as soon as sin entered the world, as soon as sin entered this domain, this plane, planet Earth where we are, that union that was supposed to be equal, that was supposed to be that position of being a helpmeet, being one flesh, that went away. And now the mind of Eve was going to be contrary to that of her husband. Tell me that is not what's going on today, friends. Genesis 3.16, you got, you, you got to go past feminism. You've got to go back to the beginning, right? That's what we're dealing with. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband. These adversarial ideas, these attitudes, these ideologies that exist between men and women are the product of the fall, are the product of sin, product of the lie, lies of the devil that we're, we're drinking down. We're sucking it up. We're believing this nonsense. We don't need men. Men are useless. Women are useless. Women deserve less. You, you've heard these statements, don't you? It would be better if just, oh, we just, we just, we just need sperm from men. That's all we need. We don't. Listen, husband and wife are one flesh. If you don't need men, then you don't need women. If women are useless, men are useless. If women deserve less, then men deserve less. No man ever hated his own flesh, friends. It's facts. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it is over here. I'm going to give you the truth because the truth is what's going to help you. The truth is what's going to fix your marriage. Uh. This is this blame game that we're playing. That's even rooted in the fall. When sin entered the world and God approached Adam and said, hey, what, what's going on here? How did you sin? He blamed Eve. Then Eve blamed the serpent when God approached her. This is the blame game. Adam actually blamed God. He says, it's the woman you gave me and the woman. The, she's like, well, it's the serpent that you put everyone Pointed in every other direction except himself. This is still going on today in modern relationships. Oh yeah, oh, it was it was it was my spouse's fault. It's it's men's fault. It's women's fault. That's that serpent talk from the garden, friends. We better wake up, or we got a lot more pain and misery going on with these relationships if we don't start to take accountability and go back to the manufacturer. Come on, I'm trying to tell you something. This is real talk here, friends. Now, what's the purpose of marriage? What is the purpose of marriage? One, for a husband and a wife to work together. I know, what a strange idea. For a husband and wife to work together. It's for companionship. Also, to reflect the image of God. The purpose of a marriage is to reflect the image of God, friends. The identity that... Mm, there's power in what I'm saying. This is 
This is not just your spouse. This is not just your husband, just your wife. When you come together, you are the you reflect the image of God. Another purpose of the marriage confines is to populate the earth, to have dominion. Yes, dominion. The enemy wants to break up the marriage so that he can have dominion. I'm trying to tell you something. The enemy of souls is looking to break up the marriages, break up relationships so they don't even grow into marriages so that he can have dominion. Real talk. An institution where people mm, can safely experience love. This is the purpose of marriage. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. I'm Gordon McGee. This is No Pills. I'm signing off. Catch you next week.